Welcome back, folks, to the Get a Grip on Lending podcast. On today's show, it's a bit of a detour, retour, tour thing we did in Denver. We're going to go down a little bit of a rabbit hole here, but we know you guys all like it every now and then when we get off the lighting beaten path, Greg. Yeah, we got we did definitely got off for a while on this one, but yes. it was interesting. So we dropped into Ampere Electric, and the owner's name is Eric Micklebust, and he is sort of, I don't know, he's kind of like a tinkerer. I don't want to say it the wrong way. He's an end of days tinkerer. So he's a big believer in DC power um, for reasons other than money largely. So he believes that DC power is the future to save us from the end of days. So folks, we're going to leave the rest for the show. But for right now, Greg, guess what I got to say? I could guess, but why don't you say it? This episode of the End of Days podcast is brought to you by Keystone Technologies. Go to K-E-Y-S-T-O-N-E-T-E-C-H dot com, baby. That's KeystoneTech.com. So, on the topic of End of Days, if you have a sign that has anything other than LED, you're wrong. It's the End of Days for that sign. It needs to go LED. Keystone, we know, has a sign here. We've said that enough. That's a tube that replaces a fluorescent tube. Yeah, if you don't get it, that's your problem now, right? <laughs> sign now here. they have a new one. What's that? If you can see this thing, uh, it's it's a sign-based station. So if you have a large, and it might be shown here on screen, if you have a large illuminated sign cabinet that might have metal halides, sometimes they do, uh, or whatever else might technology might be in there. Put that back they actually up have there, a base there we go. Yeah. station. you got to see that thing. You put that in the sign, and there's even a diagram if you get into the cut sheet kind of showing you can do multiple in the sign. And then you screw in this, uh, basically a cob light in the sign station, and it illuminates the sign. Awesome idea. Unique. Innovative. End of days for anything other than LED in a sign. It is. It's the end of days, folks. <laughs> All around. So go to KeystoneTech.com. The sign base station. I even love the name, Josh. Come on, buddy. What are you thinking? Sign base station, an innovative solution for large illuminated sign cabinets. Here you go. Go to K-E-Y-S-T-O-N-E-T-E-C-H dot com, Greg, KeystoneTech.com. For right now, we're talking end of days for real. So, Greg, uh, we're here in Denver at Ampere with Eric Micklebust, who is the owner. Yes. And you're here with the Get a Grip on Lighting, guys. Um, how you doing today? Um, doing great. I thought when I landed in Denver this morning that I had landed in the North Pole, man. Yeah, well, that's what you get in Colorado. Why, I, why do you get that? Well, most people, uh, I, I think the phrase actually started in Colorado, but it's been adopted in other places where if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes and it'll change. Uh, this is extremely early amounts of giant snow before Halloween. Typically, Halloween would be our first snow. But uh, we've gotten some pretty early stuff this year, mm. which is not so typical, but yeah. that's what, you know, it's Colorado, man. Changed about 30 degrees since we've been here for the good. Yeah, so you know what you should do? Grab this with one hand and take that and put crank it right in front of your mouth. There we are. Not that quite. Yeah, there, right there. Right there. Perfect. Yeah. Ah, okay. Degrees. Okay. So um, you, got, you guys are one of these different type of lighting peeps. Yeah, I look around here. I see a bunch of different things. That you, you're talking about DC. You're talking about solar power. Tell us exactly what you guys are up to. First, are you from Canada? By yeah, the man, okay. For well, sure. My name is Sarah. Representing. You're saying talking boats, and I guess that means about. So I'll just <laughs> go with that. This guy's trouble, eh? I, <laughs> gonna get his ass kicked. Yeah, I am. <laughs> you see, it says "ass." I love it. I think it's great. I got a lot of Canadian friends, man. For real. Like at least three. If you ask me if I know them, you're dead. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, it, talking about the DC, uh, yeah. we're actually the the first company in the world to put together renewable power without inverters that go directly to the devices, which is every device in the world can be powered locally with just dc power now mm. and i know that there's a lot of companies trying to do that and it's been fun listening to different conversations uh that i go to where especially with government 
that they're trying to figure out what are we going to do about climate and changing all this. And uh, do you believe in the end of days? Uh, you'd have to define the end of days. Climate change. Um, climate change is the end of days. Okay. Um, if, no, no, listen if, to me. I'm like People talk about it. Like, oh, you actually listen to what I the understand. scientists say. Yeah. No, no. I, I consider myself a scientist. That's okay, what I've so, been doing. So, so whenever I hear about global warming and cli- climate change, it's the end of days. Yeah. Okay. Well, do you if, believe in the end of days or not? Um, I believe. Because that's the problem is that it's projected as the end of days. Yeah. But nobody really believes it's going to be the end of days. Uh, I think a lot of people believe it's going to be the end of days. Do you? I, I believe if we don't change some things, it's very possible. But I don't believe that it's uh, quite as doomful or, um, uh, you know, it, it's may not. How far can as, the end of days not be doomful? Well, that's this is be, what you're, exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, this right. This is the cognitive dissonance. That is the problem with the whole cart climate change argument. Absolutely. No one will give me a straight face answer. I will. Whether or not they believe in the end of days or not. That's because the end of days is a hard. I, I haven't studied that particular term. And if, if you're well, just no, I'm push- changing the name of it. Yeah. And so I'm you're saying, saying, no, no, you're saying I believe in climate change, but I don't think it's doomsday. Then you're not, you don't understand what the scientists are actually talking about. Uh, I do. Okay. Yes. So it's the end of days. I, I do. Yes. I New York do believe is flooded. In it's gone. See, Manhattan Island is underwater. I don't, Toronto is underwater. The Greenland ice sheet is melted. I believe that's probably Greenland is far. rising out of yeah. the ocean because uh, it was under pressure for so long from an ice sheet. Right. There's no ice in the Arctic Ocean in 50 years. Yeah. Do you believe in the end of days or not? I yes, I do. Okay. I believe because that. that's I, what I, I want to know. I always ask I, everybody that. I 100 percent believe that that is. I'm possible. not sure. I do believe that. Well, and that's because I've never been an extremist. I do not want to be. Uh, I don't want to be pegged or nailed down as part of any extremist group. I don't want to side with necessarily global warming. The what I do want to side with is reports that I've read over the last five and six years that are done by 90 plus scientists from around the world that really have no reason to be sure they have reason. Well, these scientists don't have a reason to get together and formulate. Uh, some or concoct. You know what? You know what scientists name. love to do is sit down and argue with each other. Yeah, that never but happens, it, bro. Well, if they it don't, never happens. I would. I would. Scientists always come out of a dark room with a consensus. Yeah, that's because they use a scientific method. I don't buy that. That's I, what I. Here's do. what I would say. <clears throat> I'm not sure whether the end of days is coming or not. Right, but okay. if it is, do you want to do something about it? No, you don't. You want no. it to happen? No, no, it's not that. It's well, that it's that every culture in the world has a chicken little story, right? So you know what happens with chicken little, right? Of course. Well, we know, all saw the cartoon. Well, it's like you know, he's <laughs> a rock falls on him, and then he turns to Goosey Lucy. Yeah, and he says, you know, the sky's falling, Goosey Lucy. And Goosey Lucy says, the sky's falling, really? And then the Goosey Lucy and Chicken Little run to Turkey Lurkey. Yeah, and they say, hey, Turkey Lurkey, guess what? The sky's falling. And Turkey based Lurkey on, says, based on one guy's opinion and a bunch of idiots yeah. following. Yeah, yeah, and then, okay. and then they run up to Foxy Loxy. So you're calling all the scientists in the world idiots? I'm that, not. Uh, I, I want them to data, come out. That their data want is them, not correct. Yes. I know, first of all, what I'm saying correct. is that they don't know how to predict the future. No, they don't. Right. But so that's the first. That's the first thing I want them. Here's to what we can say. predict. They is, can't predict shit. I, I can. What's I that? will, and okay, I can predict. promise you for right now that when two organizations such as and these are these are facts. I I won't. If it's my opinion, I will tell you it's my okay. opinion. If it's a fact, I will tell you it's a fact. Okay. This is a fact. Um, the. NOAA, the organization, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Association, sure. uh, got together with the American Cancer Society, mm-hmm. which, okay, I'm not, you can make a lot of assumptions just there. I understand that. However, why these people got together was to study the air globally, just the air. Mm-hmm. And 
the burning of fossil fuels, it's very factual that when you burn fossil fuels and coal, mm-hmm. it puts particulate matter, which is very, very microscopic, small pieces of very heavy metals, such as mercury and things that aren't good for us or on the planet as far as anything that has to do with life. And if those things are in the air, which they are because we're burning the fossil fuels, then we are breathing them. Correct? So So that's a fact. Yeah, that's a fact. And so So if you burn smoke, you inhale smoke. That's a fact. (laughs) Hey, right. I think we're getting somewhere for sure. And so that particulate matter builds up inside of you because your body's trying yeah, to that's get, not the end of days no, no no let me get there okay uh, and, and that's why i'm so wishy-washy on that term end of days okay because I, global warming this is a still to me a a debatable topic global warming however particulate matter is not debatable yeah, but that's not the end of days it is if we're all dying of cancer. No, yes, we're not. We're healthier than we've ever been. That's, that's not. No, that, that's a fact. That's, that's a, fact. a fact. Why Absolutely. are we healthier than we've we live, ever been? We live if longer. Our hospitals are completely live, overrun with cancer. That's because we're not going to get involved in the U.S. healthcare system. Uh, I don't I'm want to. I'm a Canadian. To. Yeah, I don't. Okay, <laughs> but we're here to talk. We're here to talk about uh, this thing. But you got me stuck on the end I, of days. I, Nobody I gets past the gate with me with that shit. Uh, I'll I tell you this. I'm, I think you have to let me finish out, though. No, no, no hang on, hang on. You said a fact. So there's yeah. Yeah, you, if you burn smoke, you inhale smoke. I yeah, get that. Okay, so. When you're inhaling that smoke and they're, you know, the, the heavy metals over time, your body's trying to get rid of those. And cancer is caused by your cells having. They don't, nobody foreign, knows what cancer is caused by. Well, the, uh, certain types of cancer. Sure. You smoke, you cancer, get lung cancer. Cancer is, is whatever you want to call okay, it. We got to bring it back. No, we got to bring it back. So we got to bring it back. I, I, I'm trying. Yep. <laughs> Keep going. Finish it off. Um, so. When these things build up and your cells get foreign matter inside of them, they don't know what to do with it. They put it aside. And if it's, if it's too much and they can't figure it out, start screwing up all of the uh, uh, organelles inside that make up the cell. They start uh, screwing up and then screwing up the other cells around them and you've got cancer. And so uh, it is a proven fact that inhaling these particulate matters in the air causes cancer because as your body's trying to get rid of them they're collecting down in if if you pour a bunch of water somewhere well it's going to find a drain if it can you know what you know what else is a proven fact if you live you're going to die oh yeah absolutely i don't want to right i mean you're going to die absolutely everybody gets something when they then they die you want everybody works so yeah what's your quality of life before you die here's the point i'm not i'm not quite finished not quite finished so when these particulate matter when when that collects together it's going to collect uh mostly around the drain where your body is trying to get rid of that and that's in your bladder mostly. Okay. And so um, the American Cancer Society and NOAA, after finishing this comprehensive report, globally certified our air as carcinogenic. So if you're breathing, you are basically breathing carcinogens. Where, in Denver? In everywhere, the whole, the whole globe, because you can't stop those that particulate matter from getting up into the atmosphere and the jet stream and getting pulled around the yeah, planet. Guess and what? So, guess what? The air doesn't know that there's a line between Canada and the United States. Did you it know that? No. So the, the water doesn't. and the air flows back and forth across the line, whether it's made in China air Absolutely. or made in America air. It, nobody, the air doesn't care. It just flows across the border. It's same with the water. I agreed. Heard. Agreed. You know, and they don't so, know that there's a line there. And so let's talk about the water then really fast. When I was uh, young, I thought I knew everything. We were, I did, I did, and <laughs> now I know even more than everything. <laughs> In fact, the only thing I know is that I don't know. And so, uh, but on water, I, when I was younger, I remember we had real TV, and I had to watch commercials and things because that was the way things were done. Mm. And I started seeing commercials for buying water in a bottle. 
this is ridiculous. I was laughing. Who the hell would decide, I think I'm going to buy water instead of get it out of my tap. That's, that's completely ludicrous to me. So mm-hmm. laughing, laughing. Now everybody is buying water uh, because we absolutely know that most of our water is being contaminated by these particulate matter when they settle down getting into the water and so we're having a hard time with hey how do we get this out and is it in our tap water and all these things and is reverse osmosis even getting those things out and you know our best uh, ways of doing that so now we're all conditioned to buying water Mm. which i think is crazy we we should be drinking water especially in colorado holy moses i mean all this snow that you see looks I'm like from the North Canada. Pole. <clears throat> well, Canada has more fresh water than the rest of the world. Yeah, except and for it's, Russia, and it's polluted with oh, that sorry. particulate matter just the same as the rest of it. Ah, whether it's whether it's small or big, so end of days to me it just means that down the road, uh, I don't want to be laughing at the TV or whatever media we have when they're saying it's time to buy these devices for your house your car or if you're outside to breathe so what because you're, what, what, the, the air is has so much of this in it now that if you would like to not have health issues then you need to buy these these devices so that you can get rid of those things before you breathe the air and that makes a very good it's a logical project progression from okay well but the air is cleaner now in LA than it was 30 or 40 years ago. It's because of the measures they've taken to sure. try to reduce Every, their emissions. Better. Well, not, not fast enough. And especially when we've got so let me, let me, we've got people me withdrawing back. from from you know things that we're trying to do within the world to hey, even if it's not true, what can it hurt? To, less pollution is good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this guy brings everything down to a level <laughs> that I just can't even understand. Less pollution is good. Yeah, I, I, okay, wow. but here, here, here's the thing. Can you live in Calgary without oil? That's a question. Can you live in northern Quebec without fossil fuels? Yes. That's a real question, dude. Oh, well, it might not be possible. <clears throat> no, it's possible. Ah, I can prove it. I, I don't know. We're going we're gonna to find out in a minute. But what I'm going say, like to say is like a, you're talking about a massive conversion to the entire western economy followed by a conversion of the 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 um so the developed economies convert and then the developing economies follow and we pay for their development because it's all our fault anyway no right that's not what i'm saying well that has to be because they can't afford to stop the pollution because the air and the water don't know no borders yeah Correct. And the orcas, they swim from Canada, United States, and they don't have their passports. Yeah. And U.S. Customs don't stop them. I know. And so and they eat that mercury in those little fish. And then next thing you know, they are covered in biotoxins. And, the, the, you know, it's like, I don't know, man. I'm not sure. First of all, I would say this. Less pollution is good. Yep. Um, we can get to zero pollution. And we can. You're going to stop pooing? Uh no, but that's pollution I, in a way, right? Because you've got to deal with. Yes, think about that's, thirty million that's people pollution that can be dealt with. That's pollution that can be dealt with that we don't put into the air that I'm not breathing. Yeah, but it goes in the water, man. Well, they well I have guarantee to, you, raw they, sewage is dumped right into the Pacific Ocean. Oh, uh, absolutely, of course. I, raw, sure. Uh, I, yeah, we. Uh, I'm with you, man. <laughs> so less <laughs> less raw sewage in the ocean is good. Right? Okay. But I mean, like, the problems are enormous, man. So you're dialing back. Here you are at Ampere, and you're dialing them back to what people can do right now to solve all these super complicated issues we were just talking about as individuals. Absolutely. That's why. So we don't have to depend on the government. We don't have to depend on Mm. anything. We, the people, okay, and this is individual for, for any of us, we have the power now with what Ampere has made me, I guess, I get tired of the term tinkerer because I've been in business for over 18 years, but call me a tinkerer, call me whatever you like. The fact is that I have developed a system that now is truly, truly, excuse me, 100% powered by renewable power. It does not hit the grid at all. It stores as much power as you even want. 
So as much power as you want, which is unlimited. So this sounds crazy. Free, unlimited amounts of energy. That's okay. So you're going to win the Nobel Prize for physics. I, I hope so. So how does it work? Anybody, what, what? anybody listening, <laughs> if, if I could Sign dream. So we had to come see Eric because like, I got to interview the guy that's talking about this. Yeah. Well, and this that, is Nobel Prize. Where do you know how stuff, stupid, Eric? do you know how stupid I would feel if I didn't, if I didn't know what I was talking so about. So you can if store I power without a battery or you have a battery in this thing? No, you have batteries. Absolutely. Okay. That, well, that's your storage. Correct. Okay. But you don't have an inverter. And so what an inverter does, and we're calling our renewable energies inefficient. That's, mm. it is the exact opposite. Sure. I, and I agree that. that's way more uh, the proof uh, that I can present. And I'm sure that I'll be called out on that, which I want to be. I am challenging the whole so world you're saying we right switch now. Everything to DC, correct, and power locally. So, what does this do for us if we did that? Well, for one, let's just talk about end of days and our hundred-year-old grid system that mm-hmm. is sending AC to everyone because they say DC is an inefficient type of power. Well, DC can't travel over long power lines. <laughs> I that's, love it. That's, that, that's the I, argument. Is I, it not? I, I, I don't do know. It. I'm just, I'm just I know. telling you. Is that accurate? You know, that's it, the argument. Is. That, that yeah. is accurate okay. when you're trying to power a city. Absolutely. And even if you're trying to power a, a, a home. DC has uh, to be used locally. <clears throat> DC should be used locally. Uh, however, uh, it can be used, you know, the microgrids and things, but that, that again, right now, those microgrids are feeding into the AC system so that the utility companies don't have to pay for a bunch of energy, mm-hmm. um, which I find the duping of society uh, so easy uh, these days. It, it, it's really funny. How, how many times is Chicken Little going to come up in this scenario with, fought, with Goosey Lucy, <laughs> hey, so Ducky listen. Lucky, and Turkey Lurkey? So you tell They're me. everywhere. Let me ask you a question. Let sure. me ask you a Anything question. There. If <clears throat> do, you, do you guys have any solar on your houses? I so I, live on a, I, I used to live on a farm until two months ago. Okay. And I was like, so, going I was so close to, so close to putting <laughs> solar panels and, wind, and, wind, and the windmill up. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get the permit for the windmill. I actually have a really good wind source. I put this wind calculator thing on my roof and it measured like that. I actually do because I live in a kind of a corridor where the, the, the wind kind of blows constantly. Mm-hmm. So there actually is a decent wind source for not for grid level power, but for home level power. There's a good yeah. wind source. And then if I combine that with maybe a kilowatt or two of solar and a shed full of um, lead acid batteries, I could probably go. <laughs> yeah, like a shed full. Uh-huh. You know, like, you know how they tie them all together, right? Like just car batteries. Yeah. You don't, well, not car batteries, but uh, I understand what you're saying. No, I mean, and, that's what they're lead acid batteries that they And use. the shed full is because you have an inverter and that's the problem. Well, so, no, because every device I own runs on AC. No, it doesn't. Except for, well, I mean, this one. If it so, has a circuit board in it, it runs on right, DC. So I'm going to run, so am I going to be able to get the right, if I plug this into that DC thing you have over there without the, the the uh, um, what do you call it, the uh, voltage transformer there. Transformer, right. It's going to work fine? Uh, if the proper voltage yeah. and amperage is see, set there. It's yeah. the same thing as, you have the same problem as overcoming. That's not a problem for me. Okay, but it's a problem for everybody else. I know. In that that we have to overcome two problems. One, we have to overcome an infrastructure where the electrical infrastructure and everything that's built is based on AC, including electrical panels, electrical connections. And right, but they can be the bypassed amp- easily. If you're, if you're generating electricity locally. Yes. Right. Um, but if you want to go grid scale, you're going to have a problem with that. You have to go back to AC. Is that we don't need to. That's the thing. Because when, so I, I look at just all of the people, even in my own neighborhood, that have 30 to 40 solar panels on top of their roofs. And when that power, so everybody's kind of angry because they say, we've spent 30 to $40,000 on this system. And when the grid goes down, I'm told that we get power generation from all of these solar panels, but when the grid goes down, why doesn't any of my why don't my lights or my my TV why why doesn't anything work? And that's a good question. 
the the answer to that is because all of the power that's being generated by that uh, by that solar array is being dumped into the AC grid, and that's through an inverter. So, how do inverters work? Inverters are the most inefficient devices we could ever have. Yeah, it's like for- converting gas to diesel. Uh, it's, it's like you have gas worse. or whatever. It's like it, it, it's yes, far worse, it. and so. Well, but you so, can't solve that problem. I already did. Come on, man. <laughs> That's what I'm Wait. telling you, man. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show it to you. It doesn't matter. I, we've already made videos. In fact, we got, I got a Kickstarter going out uh, on Monday that we've already made all the videos and everything. And I want the whole, uh, the whole world to understand that we have done away with the AC grid. That's I have done away with the need for the AC grid all together and we have all the proof in the world you're sitting in it right now these lights that you're under these lights out here we have multiple devices i have hair dryers can i warm up my tea in that microwave on okay so that yes you could but that's not a dc microwave but you can generate enough power to run that fridge in that microwave over there easily easily so no but those ones aren't they are not because I just haven't had the time to get those. Oh in. man, see, oh, <laughs> well, if you had had that, man, you would have. To deal well, with okay, me. so do you, uh, I don't know what I can say on here, but did you watch my show on the Discovery Channel? No, I didn't. Okay, so uh, I had I was contacted by a producer from the DIY Channel, and they had me on a, a show called Building Alaska, where I flew up there and did a uh, uh, guy's cabin who was going off grid and i showed them it, it was a it was a, a short piece that was really basic but the concept i just wanted to prove the concept and so we got him a 24 volt refrigerator 24 volt uh lights and we 24 ran volt dc refrigerator correct how yes. many amps did it run on I honestly don't know. Okay. Um, I didn't look at the specifications. Is there like circuit breakers and fire protection and all that sort of stuff? With we, uh, you know, that was up to him later. Uh, but the the, you know, so the mission, the mission of the show, infrastructure based on AC. I know, it's and, massive, and dude. So, and that's it's actually so, worse than gasoline. Oh, I know. It's so the biggest or better, it, the biggest whatever problem. You have on. Here, here's the it's biggest problem. Here, here's what we really need to fix. Okay, so forget about pollution. For a minute like let's say that that's not an issue okay. let's just say hey scientists are idiots this we i never said that no no i'm saying it i'm okay. saying uh, we're just going to have this hypothetical situation where the scientists have been proven to be absolute idiots they had an agenda they they, they didn't work so all i'm we, saying is that they might not be able to predict the future okay and that's I'm, my and, point and that's fine I, that's I'm, different I'm, than saying they're idiots hypothetically that's I'm like saying they're that. economists yeah so because economists have the same problem yeah and i'm running with that okay, i'm good, saying that. i'm saying that's correct and so here we've got let's just talk about summertime now sure. in uh pretty much anywhere but let's in california we always right. hear about gigantic brownouts and you know these these huge grid Going grid pieces going down because of too many people trying to get too much AC power and it cannot be produced. Is our population getting smaller by exponential amounts? I'm not sure that the problem is with the production of power or if the problem in California has more to do uh, with the timing of the consumption or with just bad management and corruption. I'm not okay. sure which problem and, and it is. I can there. go there too. However, if we're having issues with supplying the, the people that are already here mm-hmm. with enough power, mm-hmm. uh, you know, population growth is not a linear growth. Mm-hmm. It's more like a circle, right. like a circumference. And when you op- when you extend that diameter, you are you are extending the circle out exponentially. And so our population, if we don't have enough power to supply to who we have now, how in the hell will we ever have enough power to start feeding the amounts of people that every time there's another yeah, birth cycle, whatever you want to call it, because people are having babies every day, all day, 
and these people are growing up and they need power. And so how are we going to deal with the amount of people we're going to have in our own country? Well, I mean, well, just, we, I mean you got to remember, uh, place of the United States in 1930 didn't have any electricity. I know. So we're going to do it the same way we did it then. What was that? Build the infrastructure. No. Build the power plants. What about all the infrastructure that's bad? What about the hundred-year-old well, yeah, infrastructure I think, I think that we need that. to replace right now? That, that the government is Agreed. saying, "Hey, well, you're 32, saying it's we're going to do dedicate your, thirty-two the billion dollars." The, the alternative is to abandon the motherfucker right now. <laughs> right now, I'm Beep. not kidding. Okay. Beep it out, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm okay with that <clears throat> because I'm passionate about this sure. because I know it's true. Sure. We don't have to do anything with it. We can start the largest economic boom. That as planet has ever seen, we can start the largest movement towards change that we have ever seen to, you know, I was saying that yeah, I look at the houses and they have 30 to 40 panels on it. This whole place that you're looking at and in, I'm only running six panels mm. on top of here mm -hmm. because I've fed it directly into my system that takes the DC. <clears throat> And turns it into nothing. It stays DC. Holy God. Mm -hmm. It stays sure. DC. Sure. And so uh, one of the things that it that um, people For those that aren't listening, that little block that you plug into the wall, yeah. that's when you plug your phone in, that's to convert AC to DC. The little square box on your computer charger, that's to convert AC to DC. And what the argument here is, is that if we just converted all of our homes to DC, that we would use a lot less materials, a lot less transformers. And if we generated the electricity locally, we would be able to power our homes more efficiently. Is that correct? Yes. And, but it goes far beyond that. Not only just power our homes more efficiently, you're not going to pay for the power because you're generating it for yourself. Well, you're going to pay for the capital cost of buying the equipment. That's fine. And that's a one-time fee. Well, no, that's also going to depreciate over time and require maintenance and have to be replaced. Yeah. Okay. So the the solar panels, and that's what I was, you know, getting to was you know, they have thirty to forty panels. My estimations on on these things, and so this is an opinion, not really a fact. Sure. I'm saying one house can power. I, I I would guess at least three to four houses with just those 30 panels that so, they but have. Here, I mean, here's, so here, I'm going to pop over with a couple questions. Okay. Okay. Well, all of the economic and development in the West has been based on specialization. So what that means is that the larger the area one company can serve or the wh whatever that one company can do, the more efficient it becomes. So you have electric utilities that cover all of Toronto and generate the power, right? To, for all, or you have, uh, you know, Seattle, you know, light and energy, which does the street lights and the power for safety and energy and all sort of stuff, right? So our our trajectory has always been to centralize mm -hmm. a specific utility water supply or whatever, and then distribute it equally to everybody sort of as a human right. They pay for in a sense, right? Like everyone has the right to clean water. Everyone has the right. Do to, they? Uh, not in Flint, Michigan. There's a lot of people okay. that, that may, they may have that right. Well, maybe being... they should forget about mixed bathrooms and start thinking about clean water. That'd yeah, be like a good agreed. start in the United States. Absolutely. But what I'm saying to you is that I don't think it's more efficient to for us to as a society to start pushing back down to the homeowner level the idea of sewage management the no, idea no no. no no hang on I'm not talking power about power production power production only yeah but then also like the, these things are things that are are we pay your property taxes we still for. pay property taxes on everything that we would need to pay property taxes for i'm not i'm not I'm not part of a militia out here saying I want to separate from the sure, United sure. States. Yeah. I'm saying we just don't need to have utility companies that send the AC across power lines. And as a tangent, if you've I'm listened, not sure you're right about that. If you you get, I, that's an opinion, and I I would say I no, 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 that's that opinion. That's not an opinion. You it's think a fact. that we don't need utility companies? Yeah. I would say that you're speculating that it's possible that in the future we won't. That's what you're saying. 
Agreed. Right now, you need utility yes, companies. Yes, okay, yes, absolutely. I, I agree with that statement. Right, so yes. that's an opinion that we don't for, need. Them. For right now, right. Of, of course. But Unt- you can until, see a projective future where we wouldn't possibly. Yeah, and so yeah, that's fair. So some more of these, you know, one of the one of the dire reports that I read that was the most comprehensive mm-hmm. that uh, was extremely extensive, and I, I looked at who the scientists were, and you know, if if there seemed to be any mission that could be, <clears throat> you know, false about this, and you know, they're basically saying this is worse than we thought. It's what obvious is the the amount of pollution that okay. we have is is worse than we had imagined. And they literally, to quote them, they said, if we don't turn this around on a dime immediately, then we will have big issues by the year 2030. The end of days, just say it. That's, that's, that's not the, to that's me, the end of days. To me, that's not the end of days. That's big issues. So you're, gonna, you're saying that quality of life has increased consistently for the last 60 years. Eventually, it will stop increasing? Quality of life, yeah, absolutely. I, that's, right? Because I, right now, it's been increasing, eh? Yeah, right. So at some point, what are they saying? The end of days is coming or quality of life will stop increasing? I think they're saying that the end of days is coming. Yeah, okay. You know okay. what? And I'm, I'm, I'm not, not sure about so that. that's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that I agree with their data that we do, if we don't change something dramatically, that we will start having big issues that it'll, it might be too late. So in order to change this before those big issues have a big impact on our global society. And uh, you, the way we can fix it, absolutely 100%, is by abandoning the notion that we have to burn <clears throat> anything to make steam that rises up and turns a turbine that creates AC power that moves across the lines to our houses. We do not need to continue that way of infrastructure. Infrastructure, uh, we can power See, I, everything I, I, locally. I would say that I would disagree with what you're saying. I think what you're really saying, if I may jump in, oh, yeah. I think what you're really saying is that I think it's possible that we might be able to do this. No, it's not. It's not. Well, it, it is. It's very possible. Like you can. I'm saying, so how many of these? I'm saying. Is, well, let's talk. I'm about saying that. I already did it. Right for one install it one one place. So for how long? For what do you mean? For like how, how long? long has it been installed for? Uh, six panels. Oh, the, this little this little system right here uh, is right. a twenty four volt system. It's been running for probably three years. Right. So like there's people that live in really really cold climates, mm-hmm. really really hot climates, mm-hmm. and they, like you, Arizona is not a place to live for humans. It is you if you have electricity. Yes, yeah. if you have electricity. So but other than that, I'm suggesting that I can Canada, move to Canada, the Sahara Desert and live a comfortable life. Canada is not a place to live. Yeah, it is if, if you, you don't have, have power. A, if, you have, if you don't have gas and electricity, right? Right. You don't, you don't have fossil fuels. Okay, so what live. happens if we continue down the road that we're on right now and we run out your of specu- fossil fuels? Your speculation is that it's that what you're saying is that this might, and I'm going to tell you that you don't know for sure. You've installed two or three things. You don't have grid scale level deployment. I don't want it. We don't need it. No, but I'm talking about having like, let's say 50,000 homes with solar. Like it probably right. is, but I mean. Yeah. That I, doesn't matter. So see, you're getting to the point where I want you to get, which is, uh, it, you know, hmm. well, I guess uh, sooner or later, I'm going to have to admit that we do have only a limited amount of fossil fuels. And no, if, we if, have tons if we of are, fossil fuels. Okay, we have There's tons a, right now. Yeah, what happens if, if, if we don't have, let's, let's we'll say the whole thing. We'll into a different species before we run. <laughs> hey, which brings me to freezing my brain so that I can get reanimated in the future. Uh, okay, so, so Greg, we bring it back to life. Uh, yeah. We've gone, so, gone wild. Much well. like a lot of our listeners, I've listened here for about 39 minutes, it looks like. Okay. So, do you guys go wild? Yeah. And that's great. I, that's, that's fine. That's good. Now let's get practical with it. So, practicality <laughs> is that I've done this in more places than you guys happen to know. The first place that I deployed it was in Puerto Rico after. Uh, Hurricane, I, I 
I know the Maria. I, I think it was Maria. So I guess I got to add this system yeah. is what exactly? What does it do? Break it. I know it, it converts it's, it down. But yeah, it's just, is, it's stupid. You <laughs> I mean, it's, it's Why has dumb. nobody else done it? I don't know. When, when I figured this out here, here's, here's the crux of the matter. Okay. I, I was the, the lucky one, I guess, that um, has been, I've had a, a passion for, nothing but electronics for my entire life and I've, I've always been diving into them take way before i knew what they were or anything you know it's just fascinating to me and so this warehouse that is back here is full uh, of dismantled devices just to see can we bypass the power supply and put dc straight to that thing and it works yep how many times? How, how many times did we try that and it worked? One hundred percent every time. So once we get there, and the only reason that I tried that is because I own an automation company <laughs> that does low voltage, and we've been serving the highest end uh, Coloradans or even Canadians, some some hockey players and things that um, want us to do their automation systems. And they're all low voltage. And so we've been putting those systems together for a very long time. And we all understand, you know, all of us that have been in that industry for a long time, that have had our heads in the 12-volt DC world for so long, understand, yeah, everything runs on DC, but our lighting didn't. And so the huge catalyst for keeping AC power was lights. We, they weren't DC. And there, well, you could buy a you could buy a sixty watt A nineteen DC. It, it existed. Uh, volt DC, yeah. Okay, well, maybe that, that. Oh, that's true. Well, for cars and things like that, yeah, yeah. they had DC. However, there wasn't a there wasn't, there wasn't a, a massive unit. Yeah, sure, uh, sure, yeah, and so sure. in in my efforts to um, cure the problems between AC and LED flicker. Specifically, huge because of the cycle of the of the AC, the Hertz. Have you been listening to the Get a Grip on Lighting podcast or something? No, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Yes, uh, I heard. I hear it. I, um, but no, and I, so I'm just saying that uh, flicker is due because is due to the 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 cycle of changing the uh, you know the the back and forth motion of the electrons. Yeah. And when every time it goes from one side to the other, it always hits zero in between. And so these things doing that 60 or 50 times per second, well, your your eyes can see that very well. And so people don't like that. So um, with the LED, uh, you know, and especially with high end clients and everything, I, I was working with electricians saying, I, we got to we got to fix this. And so through that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just going to jump forward in time. Once I realized, hey, everything as, as uh, the point where LED became massively, pro, you know, produced and distributed throughout our society, that's what did it. It was the last domino to fall in the in the entire planet being able to accept DC for lights and every other device we have. So w me realizing that, I just thought, hmm, I'm going to try to put a solar panel to just run an LED just to see if this could fix the flicker because DC doesn't have a flicker. Mm -hmm. It's a straight line rather than a, a, a hertz or a cycle. So. When I did that, uh, the, the voltage fluctuations and things with clouds or whatever would cause the LED to dim in and out. But wow, this worked. Okay, sweet. So then I started building some little uh, machines and things that would just uh, basically take AC and, uh, you know, turn it into DC through a lot of different things and using capacitors, things like that to, to smooth that out. But it still didn't completely fix everything. So I decided, 
let's pull this AC shit out all together. Just pull it all out. And I'm going to make, uh, I'm going to make circuitry that takes the, the DC from panels or anything renewable. Honestly, I'm going to, uh, going to submit 150 new patents on so many devices. It's ridiculous for curing so many problems that we have and they will all work perfectly. We are not, we are at the beginning of using renewables. This isn't even close to the end of anything. The end, not the end of days, not the end of power. In fact, it truly helps us get away from each other. I think that we're crammed into cities and everything. And there's this, there's this horrible air of doom that I don't think we explain it or, or well, you brought it up. We don't, well, I know. I don't <laughs> think we are. Arti- we don't articulate I cha- it. To I each challenge other. you on it. I don't yeah. think it's the end of days. Greggy, what's Yo, up, man? Are there any downfalls at all to your system? That, no, I can't. Every time I try to make a new problem because I didn't, I didn't succeed through success. Mm-hmm. I succeed through failure. And I have tried to make, this stuff fail over and over and over and over. And every time I try something new, it gets better. <laughs> I mean, so it, it really is, it's the key. It, it, if we do this and we start right now, then we can, okay. So here uh, on some of these things, I, I looked, there's this, there's this really horrible irony that's going on of, uh, you know, uh, utility companies saying, we're going to be 100% renewable by the year 2050, okay? But then we have 90-some scientists producing reports saying, by the year 2030, if we haven't turned something around very quickly, we're going to start Something having- might happen. Yeah, right. <laughs> something. No, no. <laughs> we're, going to have enough, we're going to have enough particulate matter in our atmosphere, in our water, and in our food, and in our soil, and all of these things that- we're all going to start having very bad health issues by that time. So if we're, well, we're waiting, going to st- our, our, our standard of living is going to stop improving in 2030. It will, it will significantly like, decline. Okay. Yeah. Folks. Oh, you got to, uh, Eric, we love having you on, but I, okay, yeah, I, I, I break, I broke balls, but you know what? I want you to, man. That's fun what, as heck. Yeah. I'll the name it. of your website out there for the people listening. Yeah, well, Ampere LLC, A M P E R E L L C. We're not completely done with this yet, um, but when will we be? I don't know. Uh, that so we actually have the world's first renewable generator right now. Mm-hmm. We put some things aside, our our other systems, for all of the victims out on the East Coast and in the the islands and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to be part of I think that's already on our site but that's what our Kickstarter is all about mm-hmm. as well sure. on on Monday um, because we want to get we want to start giving this technology away to not only prove the concept but to save people's lives mm. uh, they can charge their power tool batteries they can have real lights an a19 e26 or 27 <laughs> base. And uh, or just a screw in thing, they can have communications, they can charge cell phones, they can charge. So all these things, and they don't have to have any gas, they don't have to have anything, but small amount of batteries because they're running straight DC. And it is the most efficient thing in the world. This DC power is so efficient that it can't keep up with the horrendous amount of pressure that AC pushes. Mm. And that's, that's the real problem is we're saying AC is so great because it's so powerful. Actually, no AC. Do that voice for me again. (laughs) How about this? AC murders your devices. It's like drinking from a fire hose. Sure. (laughs) That's what it is. I mean, we're in your house. We absolutely, I'm starting to put more and more. I mean, I can't wait to get rid of the inverters on the side of my house. And, uh, but I've been bypassing things. Yeah. And in the United States, we don't even know that they make 24 and 12 volt 
uh, refrigerators and they don't yeah. we don't know that they make 12 and 24 volt microwaves and everything else on the planet We're hitting so. the end of the show here but you you tell everybody in that voice thanks for listening to the get a grip on lighting podcast <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to the get a grip on lighting podcast <laughs> I've been, i have been your host eric Micklebust with ampure electronics <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, folks. That's awesome. All right, man. Yeah, have cool. you on. Yeah, that right was on, fun man. A sec, man. Thanks, sir. Yeah. Oh. Sign base station is all you need for the end of days for non-LED signs. That's right. When you want to finish it up, you know about Sign Hero, but now you got to go to KeystoneTech.com for the Sign base station, Greg. Yeah, and it's uh, they they show an example on their cut sheet how you can mount it and. So obviously, it's going to save energy, it's going to last longer, and it's going to illuminate the sign, which is the purpose of it. But what's the most difficult thing about signs is maintaining them. You don't want to open that thing if you don't have to. Ooh, no way. Get Keep that thing lit because you need people to see your business, mm-hmm. but don't mess with it. Make it LED, and Keystone has a solution for every application now. Check them out. Go to KeystoneTech.com. That's K-E-Y-S-T-O-N-E-T-E-C-H.com. Greggy, and of course, the National Association of Innovative Lighting Distributors. Where it all goes down, where the prophecies of the end of days originated. Come on, Greg. What's with the end of days, man? Is it the end of days or not? Uh, not yet, but I think people think it's coming. So I don't think that that's the case. But it was an interesting discussion we had. And we'll find out in 10 years. I think you guys have a bet on it. So we have to go back to Denver. Or maybe it was 30 years from now. Something you have like that, that. debt. <laughs> yeah. Million dollars if New York's not underwater. He owes me. <laughs> That's right. In 2050, isn't it? Something like that. Something like that. A million bucks, Eric Mickelson. All right. You heard it here. You owe me a we'll million bucks. 31 years. If New York's not <laughs> underwater in 2050, you owe me a million. Or I even put, I think I put the preface where it's like the, they haven't built a dike around it to protect it. Well, that counts. He wins if there's a dike around New York. To stop it from being flooded. <laughs> he wins. You win, Eric. So, folks, listen. The end of days, I think we got to take it seriously here. we got to know what we're talking about. What are we talking about? And you know what? More importantly, everybody's got to stop pointing fingers at the uh, lighting business. And we need clean energy. Enough's enough. I see you pointing a finger right now. There's three <laughs> pointing right back at me. I'm going to go like this, sucker. But you know what? <laughs> we need clean energy, Greg. That's yeah. what we need. So we can use that, as much of it as we want. That was the key that we took away from that conversation, definitely. Clean it up. Written on the rectory wall, there's a sign there for all. You are lost, Lord is there to find you.